Well, hello everyone. Welcome to our very first episode of Weddings and Mimosa. So exciting. I don't have a guest today. It is just me. But I wanted to do that to kind of introduce myself, talk about the podcast, kind of give the plan forward as we start this very exciting new journey. The podcast is called Weddings and Mimosas. I picked this title before I got pregnant. Now I am pregnant, so no mimosas for me. However, I will not be pregnant forever. And then the mimosas are going to be out full swing. I did bring some alcohol today for sets, props, prop. What do they call it? Prop decor, prop. Prop something. This is not sponsored by this alcohol company. However, it could be. So if you would like your alcoholic beverage here, you could just let us know. We are accepting sponsorships. Instead of even having a fun drink, I have coffee, which is a fun drink. I am down to one for coffee a day because I'm pregnant. And my husband had just foamed the milk and put brown sugar in it. And I, this is my only cup I got. So I could not waste it and drink it later. So I have an alcoholic cup, a little flute coupe glass, perhaps what you call it, full of chocolate, my favorite kind of chocolate, provided by my mother-in-law. So we don't have a mimosa, but we do have coffee, and we do have it in a really cute glass, so we're kind of winning. So get the drink of your choice and take a sip and settle in because it's time for weddings and mimosas. I started weddings and mimosas not for an excuse to day drink, however, that would be a benefit, but you know, either way. But I started Weddings and Mimosas as a way to get people in the industry who I know are so talented, have so much expertise, get on giving them a platform to talk about their craft and skill. There's so many people on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube who have like photographed a wedding and now they think they're experts. And they give all these tips and opinions and tricks to bride and grooms. And I think it's very... I don't want to say harmful because it's not that serious, but it's just kind of confusing and stressful to bride and grooms. And I have them coming into meetings with me once they've booked and they have all this anxiety and all this pressure and all these ideas from the internet. And most of the people they're getting this from are not experts in the wedding field at all. And so after seeing all these people go viral, I was just like, why are we, why do these people have a platform? This, this must be a need in this community because these, these tips they're giving actually are not that helpful. And so I was like, well, if there is a need, I know so many people who are so talented that could give such great advice to brides and grooms. And so that's why Weddings and Mimosas was born. And so we're going to bring on all sorts of vendors, all sorts of venues, caterers, DJs, floors, photographers, all the things um, to give expert advice and their opinions. We're going to talk about our wedding day experiences and really hopefully give helpful tips to bride and grooms to start you on the right track as you start planning. So you can kind of filter through all of the information that is online when it comes to wedding days, because there is a lot of it and it's time we have good information that's going to help people going out instead of people being like, oh, well, I, I think I coordinated a wedding. I, my friend called me and I just kind of was there the day of. I have, I'm at so many parties and I say, oh, I'm a wedding planner. And nine times out of 10, the answer is, oh my gosh, I did that. And I always say, oh, well, what did you do? Like, how, how was that experience? And I'm like, oh yeah, my friend called me at the last minute. And so I just came and ran her schedule for her. And I'm like, I don't say this, but in my head, I'm like, well, let's talk about what a wedding planner does. And so, <clears throat> I'm really excited to have this opportunity to talk about the wedding industry and hopefully answer lots of questions and be a really good tool for private groups. So 
I started this podcast to bring on so many people in the industry who are incredibly talented. I have been in this industry for almost 10 years now. I feel like I have quite a bit of experience myself. However, I know so many people who have been doing this for 15, 20, 30 years, and they are like a plethora of knowledge. And so they are all slated to come on. We have guests all the way out to the end of 2023. So exciting, but we're always looking for more. So if you are in this industry and have something you want to share, if you run a wedding business or something that you think would be helpful to brides and grooms, please send us a message so you can come on too. I also have brides that are currently planning their weddings. So we're going to talk about how they've planned and how the struggles that come across and things that surprise them while they plan their wedding. We're also bringing old brides on who got married, you know, maybe last year, maybe 10 years ago, talking about their wedding day and looking back what they would have changed and what they took away from it. Cause the wedding day goes by so fast. And so I think it's really great to hear from others. So when you're planning your wedding and thinking about your wedding day, you have a little bit more information. I started events with McKenna after working in the event world for about eight years. I started as a hairstylist and then I started as an assistant wedding planner. And I was an assistant for about four to five years before I ever did very many weddings on my own because I started really young. I was like 16 or 17 when I first started. And so Cindy really took me under her wing and was like, this is everything you need to know. And I really just shadowed her for years. And then after that, I was um, an event planner at a venue. And I also just did weddings kind of on the side for years, just by word of mouth. Weddings, 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 and events and weddings at a venue. I loved working at a venue, I really did. Um, however, you can get really burned out in this field really quickly. And I think I was doing events every weekend and I was feeling really burned out. Um, and I left that job and I worked for another event company and I was just feeling really burned out with her too because <laughs> I would work weddings, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then go right back into work on Monday and just be exhausted. And you'll have any time with your family. I was newly married and working for someone else. And I would be so frustrated because I'd have to follow. When I worked at the venue, I had to follow the venue script. And when I worked for this other person, she was lovely, but I had to follow her script. And there were so many things that I wanted to do as a wedding planner for brides and grooms that I just wasn't allowed to do. At the venue, I was there to protect the venue. With this other company, I was there on her behalf. And so I would run the wedding day, but there was a lot of things I couldn't say I couldn't do because of her company rules, which you know is fine. Everyone has rules. However, I felt really boxed in and really burned out. And so I came home for an event one day and I was so frustrated. And I looked at my husband and I was like, Spencer, I'm so frustrated. I'm so exhausted. I work so hard. And I feel like, why? And I just was really burned out. And I said, I could do such a better job than she could. I, I just I just don't know why I, I'm not doing that. And Spencer looked at me and he was like, yes, you could. And the only reason why you're not is because you don't believe in yourself enough to go out on a limb and try it. And I just sat there. <laughs> the next day, I started events with McKenna. It has been a whirlwind full of ups and downs and different challenges. It has been the best decision I've ever made besides marrying my husband. That was the best. Um, so the second best decision I've ever made. Definitely the best for my career. I have been so fulfilled and so happy. Um, I'm really strategic about how I structured events at McKenna for my bride and groom's sake and for my sake. Um, working at you know a venue for so long and then working for someone else. I really knew what I did and did not want to do. And I knew I didn't want to work weddings Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I also knew that 
events McKenna really should be more caring with our brides and grooms and not just book as, as many as we possibly can so we fill up our calendar and not actually take the time to care about them and know about them. So that's the thing that I really take seriously. I don't book weddings every weekend unless it's like something crazy is happening and I don't overbook. And so I book just enough where I am. My calendar's full. I've got two or three a month, but I don't book Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday usually. And I don't book four weddings a month. I usually do about two to three. And I do that because I have time to get to know my brides and grooms. They're not just numbers on a spreadsheet. I know their names. I know about them. I know their families. I know the craziness going on in their lives. So I can take time to actually care for them in a way that they need it. Planning your wedding is so stressful and it should be so exciting and so magical. And there's so many things that are up and happening when you're planning your wedding. It's not just, oh, a wedding and a big party. Family drama always comes up around weddings. You know, feeling a loss of a loved one always flares up around a wedding because, you know, it's this huge momentous day and you're sad that people that you love won't be there. And so there's always more to it than just a wedding. There's all this stuff behind the scenes. And I think as a wedding planner, I can really come alongside couples and support them and give them the care they need when I don't have weddings booked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then some. I have planners in three different states, California, Marathon, Dallas, and then Orlando, Florida. And so even with them, when I'm booking their schedules, I don't book them every weekend. I give them time to spend with their families. And that really helps coming into weddings, really refreshed, helps us not get burned out. And it really has longevity um, in the wedding field, which a lot of people don't do. I think a lot of people in this field just book because they want to make as much money as possible. They just book, book, book. And I think bride and grooms really suffer because of that. And so do the workers. Like the burnout rate is really high. Five fun facts about McKenna are the first one. I got to keep track. So I can just keep rambling. Number one, I graduated from Cornell University. I loved Cornell. I loved Cornell so much. It was the best part of my education, far and above everything else. I learned more in Cornell than I did high school, middle school, all of it. Cornell, I just, I can't say enough wonderful things for Cornell University. I just loved it. Um, I love the color pink, as it might be very clear, pink, 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 pink. Um, when I first moved out and had my own apartment, and then when I got married, I was like, McKenna, you're an adult now. You can't be so obsessed with pink. So I even had like custom towels made by Widows in Africa because um, I used to work for a nonprofit. We'll talk about that later because I love this nonprofit. But I had custom, beautiful, light blue towels handwoven. And so I used that color scheme for my kitchen. I still have those towels because they're great quality. But about a year into our first apartment, I just started slowly like bringing more pink in. Like I registered for a pink mixer for our wedding. And it was like the first piece of pink that came its way into my kitchen. And then it was like, oh, a spatula. And then, oh, this. And then I bought a pink toaster. And then we moved again. I told my husband, I was like, I effing love pink. I love pink so much. Why, why am I running from it? And so now my whole kitchen is pink. My microwave is pink. Whatever we build our forever home, I'm having a pink fridge installed. <laughs> so it might be to an extreme, but some extremes are good. Extreme happiness. That's not always good, but extreme pink is. We are here for pink. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is unmotivated people. Um, I can't handle very well 
people who always complain about a situation but don't actually do anything to change it. Little baby McKenna, I think I was like eight when I started saying this to myself, and I probably heard this somewhere, but I have coined the phrase. And so if someone else came up with this, credit to whoever that was. But I would always say, you can't choose the cards you were dealt with, but you can choose how you play the game with them. That's what I always said to myself. I still say that to myself. And so I feel like people who just complain but never work or do something to change the situation really drive me crazy because we all have had terrible situations and it's how you overcome it, not wallowing in it and just sitting there. Um, and so people who aren't motivated to go out and make their life better, I have a really hard time, which probably isn't very nice of me, but here we are. I'm, I'm terrified of heights. I'm so afraid of heights. Um, like to an extreme, I don't do roller coasters. I don't do ladders. I just, I just, just don't. My husband and I were touring this old building in Hollywood and we were on the seventh floor with the owner who was showing us and the elevators didn't work. So we were taking the staircase and we got to the seventh floor and the door shut behind us and we were trapped on the seventh floor. And these ceilings are high. So it's not like a short seventh floor. We're like up in the air and we had to take this rusty rickety old staircase to escape with the owner. And I like freaked out. <laughs> I was like, ah, I hate heights. Um, I lived overseas for a while. I lived in Romania for a summer. I visited Africa. Um, I loved it. I love being overseas. I hope um, when, as soon as Jack is born, um, we're doing all the things. And I think that's really good for kids to just kind of go out there and see the world, get out of your own bubble. We're really um, blessed and spoiled in America. And I think getting out in other parts of the world is really good, especially for kids. It's good for adults too, but it's really good for kids because it kind of forces them to not be such pampered, spoiled people. Those are my five fun facts about the worst event I've ever done. It's very vivid in my mind. I talk about it quite a lot. It was a long time ago and it was when I was working for a venue and this poor wedding had a lot of things going wrong from the get-go. And sometimes those events just happen. But the bride and groom have a lot of stress in their life. They're both very young, lots of drama behind the scenes, which always lays the groundwork for a stressful wedding day. But this wedding day, everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. Like the, the ring bearer's pants didn't fit, so we had to staple them on. A bridesmaid didn't dry off, try on her dress until the day of the wedding. And I had to like sew her into her dress. Someone stepped on the bride's foot and the bride got blood all over her wedding dress. They didn't hire a florist, so their friends came and set up the flowers in the reception venue, and they got, they just did a very quick job. And so there was just, even though it was set, it was done, the linens were done, the napkins were on the table, the floor was vacuumed. There were flowers and like greenery stems. It was so dirty. And so me and the venue, like um, maintenance person, just like spent like at least an hour and a half wiping off all the tablecloths, staining, removing all the stains on the tablecloths from the greenery and then vacuuming. <laughs> so the bride and groom didn't have a trusted reception. And then they had really bargained down their caterer because it was, I think they were friends with her or something, but the caterer was so overworked and so frustrated that halfway through the reception, she walked out and then we had no one to like serve or clean up the food. They had like 30 people show up who weren't on our guest list. And instead of like turning them away, they, the guards were like, let everyone in, let them in. And so we didn't have tables for like 30 or 40 guests. It was 
crazy and we didn't have enough food for everyone and the caterer was gone and so it was an actual disaster um <laughs> so I remember after that event finishing um my my boss and I sat down together and we're like we this will never happen here again and so we wrote a whole new policy for the venue after that which was a great learning experience for me um to see that kind of thing go down and be taught okay this is a disaster on our end um just because we did not have enough rules in place what do we need to do so this never happens again and i don't know i don't think the bride and groom knew most of this happened which is great that's always the goal um but it was a very chaotic day and someone who is so talented and great at events, once told me, McKenna, there's no disasters in a wedding day, just hurdles to overcome. So I shouldn't say it was disastrous. It felt disastrous, but there was lots of hurdles to overcome. And I think I slept for two days after that wedding. It was exhausting. My long-term goals for Dines with McKenna are to keep growing. We have planners in three different states right now, which is so fun. Long-term, I really would love to to be at a venue again. Um, I'm on a lot of preferred vendor lists, so I'm at the similar venues quite a bit. However, it's not the same as being at a venue day in and day out. I don't want to work for a venue. I want to own a venue, right? Um, so it's a long-term plan, and I think I will still keep Evans McKenna the way it is, and the venue might be separate. Um, but I miss I miss the venue. I had a really good experience with the venue I worked for, um, for, mo for the most part. And so I miss that part of the best planning and so I would love to dabble in that in the future possibly with a vineyard so stay tuned for that I love being a wedding planner um, I think that it's one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done um, a wedding is one of the most special days of a person's life like weddings and funerals but you're not there for your funeral your funeral is really for other people and so the wedding is the biggest party and celebration and biggest moment of your life and to be a part of that with so many people is so special and there's some jobs that feel the same day in and day out but every wedding day is different and special in its own way and there's so many precious lovely moments that I get to be there for that I never would in a different job like putting the veil on a bride holding her hand right before she goes down the aisle and telling her she looks so beautiful is like so special and every wedding is just such a privilege such an honor and so i love my job it's so special and i'm thankful for all the brides and grooms that trust their day to me and my team because it is such a privilege which are so thank you thanks for listening to our very first wedding mimosa podcast even though we're mimosa less but we do have like parts of the mimosa here and this is sparkling so have a wonderful day more episodes are coming soon with actual guests and not just me here rambling in pink. Have a great day and stay tuned for more.